Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from beautiful, sunny, hot city of Los Angeles. Man, do we have a great show for you. We have a basketball guest. We have a NFL football guest, a college football guest, and a Major League Baseball Emmy Award winning guest. Man, we have a loaded show. Yankees have gone all in, making a huge acquisition. Uh, We'll get to that with Tom Verducci in just over an hour. Chris Broussard will join us at the 2 o'clock West Coast, 5 o'clock East Coast hour of the show. Uh, Broussard, of course, will discuss all things Kawhi Leonard. Why? Why Kawhi needs more time to transition, different kind of transition uh, than has been discussed in the media in recent years. Transition to Toronto instead of playing for Team USA. Bucky Brooks will join us later on the show as well, as will Matt Luke. Matt Luke is the new head coach at Ole Miss. 
course, Ole Miss had a historic run of success by, you know, by their standards in the SEC. But of course, Hugh Freeze was fired, NCAA investigation, NCAA probation, but it's still the Grove, Ole Miss, SEC country, and the thoughts and hopes that some of the players that are left behind, there's still a, a ton of talent remaining at Ole Miss. So Matt Luke will join us a half hour on the show. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the DeMar DeRozan interview that he conducted with Chris Haynes. We'll get to that. And oh yeah, by the way, the most humbling thing that has probably ever happened to Des Bryant as a football player happened to Des Bryant as a football player. All of that to come. Plus, anytime there's breaking news, a story will we'll get you covered. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Phone number is 877-99-ON-FOX. Twitter handle, at Gottlieb Show. You can download the show afterwards on iTunes and FoxSportsRadio.com, wherever you download podcasts. We, we got so much great stuff yesterday. Uh, Ennis Cantor joined us in the studio for about 20 minutes. I thought he was great. So, so too with uh, A.J. Hinch, who, of course, uh, manager for the first place in the AL West Houston Astros. We talked a lot of baseball yesterday that I thought was fascinating with A.J. Hinch. Really kind of an open book. It was great. So uh, there's the ways in which you are or can listen. We appreciate you being part of the show. It's so funny on how we're so caught up in what happened leading up to the Super Bowl. There is this, there is this continued discussion. And I look, I think there's some, we do, we want answers. You know, we, I want the truth. Right? It's, it, there's almost a back and forth between Bill Belichick earlier today, which got, kind of felt a little like a few good men, right? But the fact is that maybe we in the media, maybe some of the New England Patriots, maybe some of the former New England Patriots, ex-Patriots, maybe people in the NFL, they want to know, like, why didn't Malcolm Butler play in the Super Bowl? And, and, and some of this comes from the Seattle Seahawks, right? The Seahawks, what, what began the process of the collapse of what felt like it could be a dynasty, was on second down, not giving the ball, not giving the ball to a, a running back who I think most people, Marsh in Marshawn Lynch, most people would have thought, you know, Patriots defense was taken on water, could have scored. And because the answer wasn't ever good enough for the defense, for other players on that team, many believe that the Seahawks never got over that loss to the New England Patriots, ever. Which is fascinating to me because um, I don't know if the Green Bay Packers ever got off got got over their loss to the Seattle Seahawks two weeks before in Seattle when Aaron Rodgers was playing with a pulled cap and they still should have won the game and they gagged all over themselves. Remember that? That's what led to the Seahawks being in the Super Bowl. But if you think that the Patriots are in a bad spot because everyone wants answers that they're not going to get from Belichick, you should think again. Take a listen first. This is Dan Shaughnessy, who's a tremendous columnist for the Boston Globe. Right? Dan Shaughnessy, back and forth with Bill Belichick. What about the fact that everywhere we go, folks want to ask about Malcolm Butler? I mean, sports coaches, players, university, you're a sports fan. Yeah, we've is talked about that. That's multiple months ago. Is there going to be any more explanation about why he didn't play? focused on training camp. Would you do it any differently? Training camp? Well, we're, no. we're getting started. We're working on that right now. We'll do it the best we can. 
And, and does it matter to you? Do you care that the fans want to know more about this? I'm focused on doing the best that I can for the 2018 New England Patriots. That's my job. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I've always done in the past. You know, every day that I've coached here, I've done the best that I could for this football team, and I'll continue to do that. And right now, my focus is on the 2018 season, not 2017, not 2014, not 2007, not 2004, not 2001, not 2000. I'm not focused on any of those seasons. They're done. And for this season, for this season's team, is it important for you to address the Malcolm Butler thing with your team? It's important for me to have a good season in 2018. I'm going to do everything I can to do that. Now, look, my personal perspective of the Malcolm Butler thing is this. If you read some of the comments, you know, things that have leaked out, I actually think more of Belichick, more of the Patriots than before the Malcolm Butler thing. Let me give you my quick perspective. Have you had heard any leaks from the sources close to the New England Patriots say that Malcolm Butler was out drinking, that Malcolm Butler was playing poorly? Have you heard any of that? The, the only comments that we have heard were from a couple of named Patriot players who wondered aloud. And from Malcolm Butler himself, who admitted he wasn't playing up to his normal level and he checked himself into the hospital the week of the Super Bowl before the team left, and then the reports were he missed the team flight. That, that's all we heard. The Patriots haven't thrown Malcolm Butler under the bus. Bill Belichick had an opportunity to throw him under the bus, and he has not. Additionally, that what Bill Belichick is saying, if you listen, if you parse his words, all he's saying is everything that I did on Super Bowl Sunday was to give us the best opportunity to win. If you don't disagree, if you don't agree with that, that's fine. I've been to eight Super Bowls, eight. Since Tom Brady became the starting quarterback in 2001, we have never had a season in which we won fewer than 10 games. That's, this is how we roll here. And if you don't roll with us, that's fine. We move on to the next. In spite of the fact that they have had seven months of opportunities to crush Malcolm Butler. They didn't say a word. He walked out the door. They wished him well. But if you think that this is, um, if you think that this is going to affect the Patriots because fans want to know, and there's the assumption that players want to know if this is the worst thing, if this is the one question, I don't actually think it's the one question, but if you think this is the one question for the Patriots, well, that ain't that bad, right? I mean, look, the Miami Dolphins, their quarterback's coming off an ACL injury, plus they've had a, a complete change in their style of personnel. They've gotten rid of their big-name players. Does that, that may improve their culture, but are they actually good enough? The Buffalo Bills... Well, Tyrod Taylor led him to, to the playoffs for the first time in over a decade, longest playoff drought in the National Football League, and Tyrod Taylor's no longer there. They drafted a quarterback that everybody thinks needs some time, and they have A.J. McCarron, who I guess could be a starter. I mean, they got a lot, they got a lot more questions than they do answers. Remember, we're talking their own division. Sam Darnold going to play this year, or is he going to be a backup for a Jets team that everyone thought would be the worst in the league and surprise people to win six games, but would surprise people even more if they won more than six this year? Like, if the, if the, if the biggest question 
heading into the Patriots season is something that happened last season, well, they're going to laugh their way to 11 or 12 wins. Right? I mean, look at the elite teams in the National Football League. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The Rams. Were they a flash in the pan because they played a soft schedule and got exposed in the playoffs? Beaten at home? And they go out and they add a bunch of dudes on one-year deals? Like, how does that work out? Other players getting... Todd Gurley gets a long-term deal. They sign a, they trade for a wide receiver who gets a long-term deal before he takes a snap. Meanwhile, Aaron Donald, their best player. Um... Their best player doesn't have a new contract that he desires, and he's a no-show at camp. Like those are Jared Goff year two is year three is he as good as he was in year two? Is he back in year one? Like those are bigger questions than, hey, why didn't you play Malcolm Butler's not on the team anymore? Right, the Vikings, the Vikings had three good quarterbacks last year, all three are gone. Kirk Cousins, who's solid, steady, but. Only been one playoff game to which he lost. Like, is Kirk Cousins really as good as the money that he's making? The Steelers, no Ryan Chazier. That's a huge question. Who replaces him in the middle defensively? And, you know, they change offenses. But Le'Veon still wants to be paid more. Antonio Brown helicoptering into camp. Like, they got a lot more questions than the Patriots. And why don't you play Malcolm Butler? Eagles, when does Carson Wentz play? How does that affect... Uh, do they have a Super Bowl hangover? How does it affect the fact that Wentz could have been the MVP last year and he not gotten hurt, but he's replacing a guy who played really well? Hell, the New York Giants don't know if Eli Manning can still play. The Ravens, no one believes in Joe Flacco except for Joe Flacco, and I think their offensive staff. You got the Panthers and Cam Newton coming off a wild, wild up-and-down season. The Seahawks, Russell Wilson played. He was the whole team last year, and it's not like they rebuilt their offensive line. Dallas Cowboys, truthfully, do they know if Dak Prescott is that good, especially now that you've lost Jason Witten, that you've lost Des Bryant? Like, are they better without those two big names, even if those big names aren't as good as the reputation would lead you to believe? Like, those are legit questions. And I'm, I'm not criticizing Shaughnessy as much as if that's the biggest question heading into the season for the Patriots then we're good, <laughs> right? You're getting caught up in the little stuff. We're good. The Patriots are in a much better spot than not only most teams in the NFL, than most of the really good teams in the NFL. Hell, the Atlanta Falcons, they had Steve Sarkeesian last year, first year as their offensive coordinator, and that thing didn't work for about 10 or 11 weeks. And they kind of started getting it going and played much better in the playoffs. Plus, Julio Jones wants a new contract. Like, that's all this year's stuff. It's all this year's stuff. If the biggest question is, hey, why don't you play Malcolm Butler? That's the best you can come up with? And it is a, a question that people want answered? Tales of the demise of the New England Patriots are greatly exaggerated. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, um, we got to talk a little, bit, little hoop. We've all had a bad day in the golf course. Sadly, it's not always easy to find a fix for your golf game, but it's easy to find a fix for your check engine light at AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder tool will find the likely issue, saving you money down the road, get in the zone, AutoZone. You know, everyone wants or everybody thinks they want someone who tells them the truth. 
until they actually hear the truth. That's upcoming, but first, um, using True Car, you can easily find the car that you want. They have something called the True Price from True Car. It allows you to avoid any of the confusion you encounter online by getting a great price that you can count on before you ever visit a dealership. The True Price includes dealer fees and accessories. True Car will show you what other people in your area paid for the car that you want. Now, if you want a fair price so you can feel confident, your True Car certified dealer knows this. So what they do is they set their True Price competitively. They know that you have all the data, all the information. That knowledge is king. You can see what umpteen other people paid for the exact same car with the exact same accessories that you, you want. So they set their True Price competitively. They want your business. They compete for it. And that's why they've sold over 3 million cars to True Car, certif- True Car users using the True Car Certified Dealer Network. There's over 15,000 True Car Certified Dealers nationwide, and on average, you save 3,000 off MSRP. So look, when you're ready to buy a newer used car, do yourself a favor. Visit True Car. You're going to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features now available in all states. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. So I have a... I have a, a boss that I I admire a great deal. So um, one of my bosses at Fox Sports Radio is a dude named Scott Shapiro. I'd known Scotty for... He's probably going to text me because I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to say over 10 years... Um, we worked together. He used to, he started, he was, he came in and, uh, he was a producer for Mike and Mike, and it was the number one show in sports radio at the time. And, um, you know, the one thing that I've always liked about our relationship is he doesn't always give you, you know, positive feedback. It's always honest feedback. And the thing that I've always kind of challenged myself to have is the ability to take that honest feedback. And it's really hard because in our business, and I don't know what your business is like, but in our business, everyone says, man, you're great. It was really good. It was good. You get done doing a TV show that you butchered at least 10 lines on and people go, oh no, it's great. I didn't even, I didn't even I'm, no big deal. It's off the, it, some, oftentimes they'll say it's off the Pluto. Meaning, hey, that show's done. Even you screwed up. Who's going to know, right? Who's watching anyway? And the truth is that all it takes is some dude from old to- old takes exposed to record it, put it out on on Twitter, and now your goose is cooked because you you misspoke or you said something really dumb. I've said really dumb things before. Uh but so so Scott, like when we talk about the show, it's not always like that was great. Oh, it was great because I've had bosses before. They're like that was great. It was awesome. It was great. Oh, it was great. Everything's great. 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 You know, knowing that the reality is if you do in sports radio, do 220 to 230 shows a year, that they're not all going to be great. There's going to be shows that aren't great. There's going to be segments that aren't great. There's going to be questions that aren't great. There's going to be rants that don't make any sense. You're going to lose your train of thought because I kind of think in order to be any good, you almost have to have a little bit of ADD. You just do. But I, I, you got to challenge yourself to, because I always said this, where people say in my business they want feedback. Man, I, I just, I'd love some good feedback. And then the second that somebody goes like, hey, you know, um, that wasn't very good. 
And here's why X, Y, Z. And they give you quality feedback, but it's of the more negative variety. Dudes will lose their mind. So I've invented kind of a saying, which is guys don't really want feedback. What they want is somebody really important to say they're awesome. That's that's sports, sports broadcasting 101 radio, TV, print, digital doesn't matter. Most guys don't really want feedback. They want somebody who's really important that can write them a bigger check next contract to go, hey, dude, you're pretty much the greatest thing ever. That's what they really want. And I think the same is in probably in your business. It's the same in DeMar DeRozan's business. DeMar DeRozan is an all-star. He averaged 23 a game this year, 27 a game the year before for the Toronto Raptors. He gave his first one-on-one interview since being traded to the San Antonio Spurs yesterday. He, he attended uh, my girl Nikki Collin, who of course recorded all ball with me. The Atlanta Dream took down the L.A. Sparks at Staples Center last night. He recorded a one-on-one interview with Chris Hayes, Haynes, excuse me, and had and had this to say in regards to being traded. I felt like I wasn't treated with what I sacrificed for nine years with the respect that I thought I deserved by just giving me the say-so of letting me know something's going on or it's a chance. That's all I want. I'm not saying you don't have to train me or you just let me know something going on because I sacrificed everything. Just let me know. That's all I ask. I'll ask. Just let me know. But you have to also consider the alternative here. Like he was disrespected because we didn't say, hey, heads up, you might be getting traded. What's the reality to that? The reality is that there's lots of deals to which you were probably part of the discussion that weren't made that we didn't give you a heads up about. Like once that thing gets leaked, if you're the Toronto Raptors, and I do think they did well in the deal, I think they upgraded. I do. I think they upgraded. Jakob Portal's younger, but I mean, Danny Green is super experienced and knows his role, can defend, can make shots, even if he's a little long in the tooth. And Kawhi Leonard's a better player than Danny Green. So if you think you're going to get a good deal, you can't tip off. You can't tip off DeMar DeRozan. Because if you tell DeMar DeRozan, hey, dude, something's up, might get traded, just would love you, respect you, please don't say anything. Oh, everybody keeps a secret in this business, right? What if DeMar DeRozan didn't want to go to San Antonio and he lets it be known because he's got inside information or he doesn't want to go to San Antonio, so they leak it to drive up the price for Kawhi Leonard. Oh, look, Toronto is willing to come off of an all-star. The reality is, reality is, everybody says they want the truth, but do you really want the truth? Do you think DeMar Rosen would have been really cool with the, hey, just so you know, we're taking trade offers. What happens if you don't trade DeMar Rosen? If you're in a relationship with your wife, right? And you said like, listen, I don't know if we're going to get divorced. I just want to talk to a divorced attorney. How do you, and, and then you come back and go, you know what? We're all good here. We're good. Not going to get divorced. How do you think your relationship goes? But think about that. Like this, this idea that DeMar DeRozan wants all this 
great information, wants to be just treated honestly. And on the same levels, like, that's just not the reality to it. Everybody wants the truth until they get it. Until they get it. Once they get the truth, now they start freaking out. Um, this is a really cool story as far as I'm concerned. Um, there, there's nothing, as many of you know, I interviewed for the job, my alma mater, that, that ultimately um, I didn't get. That's not the case for Matt Luke. Uh, Matt Luke was a center at Ole Miss back when I was in college and uh, was uh, in November of this year. The interim tag was removed, and he's named the head coach at his alma mater, a place that he went to, he played at, a state he grew up in, and a place he got his first job as a GA um, in 1999. Matt Luke, new head coach at Ole Miss, joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Coach, how are you? All right, let's, we're having a little trouble communicating here. Let's go with Dan Byer. Dan, what's going on in the World Sports? Give you a quick update, Doug. Pirates riding that 11-game win streak, but they trail the Indians right now 2-0 in the bottom of the eighth inning. Heading to the ninth, fills up on the Dodgers 7-3, while the Rays drop the Yankees today 3-2. Browns GM John Dorsey admitting the team has considered signing free agent wide receiver Des Bryant. Bills agreed to terms with first-round pick quarterback Josh Allen today, while Colts head coach Frank Reich says quarterback Andrew Luck is scheduled to appear in the Colts preseason opener in two weeks against the Seahawks as he returns from a severe shoulder injury. We know Richard Sherman's coming back from an Achilles injury. Past his physical today with the Niners, Doug, receiving a $2 million bonus. Back to you. There you go. Past your physical, get a $2 million bonus. Don't we all wish? All right, so look, he was interim head coach last year, but officially the head coach goes through an entire spring as the official head coach. And uh, Matt Luke joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, Is there any different for you now any difference for you now than when you're interim head coach? Well, yeah, this time last year I was, <laughs> I was scrambling, but uh, I, I tried to. I tried to tell everybody last year when I was giving this opportunity, I, I tried to approach everything for the long term. I tried to make make decisions, you know, in, in the best interest of the program. Obviously, you want to get the job, but but so I approached it that way. So, but just excited to have a year under my belt and. And last last time this time last year I was looking for an offensive line coach. So so great to have everything settled and you know have a year under your belt and just and, looking forward to the season. And of all places, a place that you know you initially had to walk on at. You know your dad played there, your brother played there, brother played quarterback there. I mean, like you're you're as Ole Miss as any guy could be. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and look, so, you know, look, you'll, you'll take you're going to take any SEC job you can get. But what, what's it? What's it? Did you have any moment last year where you're walking around in that sideline going like, "Wow, this is this is kind of cool." Yeah, no, the, the first game I thought I was good. I, you know, I was obviously emotional, uh, but but I thought you know I came out you know for the for the pregame everything was good, and then and you know but then they started playing some song and it was just you know they kind of set me up coming out. So, but it, it was really really cool. But I think very few people in life have the opportunity to live their dream. And, and I and I have that opportunity, and uh, my family is here in town. My wife is from here in Oxford. My brother is on staff. My mom and dad live here in town. My sister is also a graduate of Ole Miss. She's a lawyer from two hours away. So it's obviously really special. But when you can have your family around for it, it makes it even better. What was the song that they played that 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 you that you lost? I, I don't with? I don't know the the name of the the actual name of the song, but it was something like I'm coming home or something. You know, some, something to that effect. But it was it was good. Yeah, it, it, it does. It does sound sound pretty good. Uh, okay, so look, this program has been challenging. I mean, you're the. It's the one program that's been able to compete with with Alabama consistent consistently. But obviously, NCA stuff changes that. And going through a year to which you didn't know your own future changes that in terms of recruiting. 
What's what's realistic? What's realistic from your own expectations on what we can see from the Rebs this year? Well, the the biggest thing for me is, is to put a product on the field that when when the Ole Miss fans, when they watch it on TV or they come to the games, they say, you know what, that's my team. I'm proud to be an Ole Miss Rebel. And, and really just to continue to build on the culture and all the positive stuff that we had uh, coming out of last season, what, you know, coming out and, and signing a top 25 recruiting class and, and all the kids going through so much. They, these kids have been through um, a lot, and, and it really has brought them together. And I, I love the culture on our football team and just, just continue to build on it. That's really my expectation. And if we continue to build on that culture, I think the I think the wins and losses will take care of themselves. Obviously, you've been there with Coach Cutcliffe, and you guys were you know winning double digit games, and and Coach Freeze is winning you know double digit games. What's what's the secret? How do you how do you build it and build it so it can can consistent consistently compete, especially in the SEC? Well, I, you know, and I think that's that that's the challenge of being in the Southeastern Conference is being consistent because you can cycle up and have those good years. Uh, you know, when you got Eli, you know, as a senior, or Ch- you know, Chad Kelly and Bo Wallace, when, they, when you know, when they're in their senior years, or what, whatever the case may be. But I think the answer is recruiting. You ha- you have to do a great job of recruiting, and and that that's the secret. Uh, you know, that that's why Alabama, um, you know, the year in year out, they do such a good job. You know, it's through recruiting. So I think that's the name of the game. Uh, obviously, you, you guys did a good enough job with Shea, and Shea leaves and and goes to to Ole Miss. What's that going to be like to watch him? You know, to watch your quarterback play for for somebody else, how how difficult is that on a weekly basis? Well, you know what, Th- those guys, I think, um, you know, Shea in particular, I, you know, I wish him nothing but the best moving forward and, and, and hope he has a great career. But I think with Jordan Tamu coming in and doing as well as he's done, I think that that has obviously really helped. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, Landscape-wise, you know, the SEC last year, and obviously you guys going through a transition year, uh, A&M also kind of changing coaches, but it was it was it was seen as hey the SEC is down. Finally, the SEC is down. But then Alabama turns around and wins a national championship <laughs> yeah. on a year, right? It's like wait, with the SEC yeah. down or or not down? Um, you mentioned Jordan. I mean, he's part of kind of this new group of quarterbacks that that that's kind of been the missing link in the SEC, right? T- dominating right. defensive lines, yeah. tremendous skill position players, but not enough quality arms in order to take it to that kind of next level. How would you characterize this group of SEC teams in comparison to the last decade, which has really been dominant up until recently? Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think from top to bottom that that's what makes it different. Um, you know, I think I think the top, the upper echelon teams in every conference are really, really good. But from top to bottom, I think this league is, is really, really tough. And, and I do think there you are think? a lot of a lot, a lot of think? quarterbacks. And I think I think more I think more people will be flying to Hawaii looking <laughs> looking for quarterbacks. No, no, no question. Um, I I do ha- I do happen to mention I do have to mention that um, that like look, good news is right that you. Good news is that you get the job. Uh, bad, you know. Bad news is that like they didn't exactly go like, "Hey, here's what we're gonna do. We want you to get a kind of slow start here. Uh, we want you to, you know, you open up Texas Tech. They got to win. You know, then you get SIU. Then you get Alabama. Then you get Kent State. Then you get at LSU. Like three of your first five games as the full time head coach are are absolute fantastic programs. How does that change this preparation? Obviously, you use the spring, but in the fall, I mean, from Jump Street, this thing this thing gets serious. 
No, it is, and I, I think that's 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 where you just draw on your experience. And I, you know, this is my 18th season as a player or coach in the Southeastern Conference, and that that's what uh, that's what you sign up for. And you know, with the pressure and the expectations and the schedule, I mean, that's that's what you do, and you you take it. I know it's cliche, but you take it one week at a time, and you try to find a way to win that week. Uh, and that that's uh, that's what's the beauty of, of the Southeastern Conference. Uh, is trying to find a way to win each week, but there are a lot of really, really good teams, and it'll be it, it'll be fun challenge. But that that's why you sign up, and that's why you do it. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, did you mention it that when you had the league meetings, like, hey, guys, could you open me up with Alabama and LSU? That'd be cool. That'd be great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask for that though. No. Appreciate. Appreciate. <laughs> hey, listen. If you want to throw the if you want to throw the the Patriots and the Eagles on the schedule too yeah, early why, on, why not? That's that right. would that, why why not? Right. Why not? Um. Okay. So. I look. I understand the the classic coaching cliche is man. We had a great summer. The recruits are way better than we thought. We've we've hit the weight room. We've done right. great in the classroom. Give me one guy that people are going to be impressed by his his level of improvement from the last time we saw him, or if we haven't seen him. One rebel, we're going to say, man, he's a dude, and he's he's worked to make himself such. You know. I, I... I could mention either one of the three receivers, but I think people already know about the the NWO, the nasty wideout. So the guy I'm going to say is Dawson Knox. Um, he 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 is our tight end, um, and he's very very talented. He missed part of the year last year with a with an injury, but when he came back, uh, he he was really a weapon for us. He he's good. He's a good run blocker. He can stretch the field. Um, he he is uh, in the Evan Ingram mold. Um, Who's now playing for the Giants? So uh, I think I think he'll he will make an impact, and I think people will be impressed with him. What's What's crazy about Dawson is wasn't he a non scholarship guy? When he walk out when he first got there? Yeah, he, he absolutely was, and we just we just signed his brother. Uh, so if that tells you anything, so yeah, you're like, you're like yeah. man, we screwed up on the last one. We ain't screwed, screwed right. up on you. That, that's now, exactly right. So now he's, he, yeah, he he was he was he was a quarterback in high school. Uh, had a foot injury, missed a senior year, and uh, we, we were fortunate enough for him to to come here. Um, outstanding family, outstanding high school program, Brentwood Academy in Nashville, and he just uh, he's been a he's been a phenomenal player for us. Yeah, he's and, got, he, and he's a great kid. Yeah, he's got a great name. Like that's just a, that just feels like a really good name, and he's got really good. I'm, he's got really good like curly hair too. Don't <laughs> know that. I don't does, like the guy. He already. He's taller than me. He's better right. athlete than me, and he's you know he's got a better name than me. Man, that's a. Hey, listen, Coach. We wish you the absolute best of luck and and congratulations because this is this is earned, right? You got one year to prove it, and you proved it, and now you get the head coaching job of your dream. Good luck with the Rebs. Hopefully, we'll see you in the Grove sometime this year. Hey, thanks, Doug. Hotty toddy, man. All right, that is uh, that is Matt Luke, the head coach of Ole Miss. I don't I don't know how many of you've been to Oxford, but I have. There's a big push in Northern and Southern California where kids. You know, it's hard to get into UCLA and USC. Even I mean, even USC is hard to get into and really expensive. And so a lot of quality students, instead of going to the Cal State schools, which is kind of the Cal, Long Beach States, the San Diego States, they go out of state. They want to go to the SEC. And so my, my sister, her daughter is um, I'm looking at schools and, and Georgia's her favorite. And she's like, well, what do you know about the rest of the SEC? And I was like, go to Ole Miss because it is it's the town's like a throwback in time. Uh, more than there's more of their students are not from, I think like 51, 52% are not from the state of Mississippi. It's really kind of becoming a pretty diverse, uh, student base. And it's just, it is a cool school where they have a good time. And every once in a while they get a really good football team as well. They've done some great things for the facilities. Yeah. Dawson Knox. I don't feel bad for anybody whose name is Dawson Knox and six, four with good hair. And he's got the, uh, 
You guys, music, are you familiar with the, the NWO? That's what they call the wide receivers at, uh, at, at, um, at Ole Miss? I am not particularly aware, no. Yeah, they got a belt and everything. <laughs> it's they awesome. Got a, is that what makes it legit? They yes. have the belt? Yes. Yes. Isn't that cool? Like legitimately have a belt. Did the belt come before or after the turnover chain in Miami? That's a good question. Uh, it's it's a really good question. That I, seems to have started we, the trend because then yes. there was another school that did like the turnover bucket or whatever that was. I yeah, can't we who we, we should have. You want You want to go get Coach back on the phone? We want to ask him. <laughs> yeah, no, they have. It's like a championship belt. It says NWO, and those dudes carry it around, and it's pretty awesome. But they had it. I think it was. Uh, their wide receivers coach is Jacob Peeler, and I think he brought it in. So I'm, I'm going to say, because the turnover chain was last year and the belt was last year as well. So I'm going to say that, uh, I'm going to say that it was, it, it was one and the same. And Peeler came from Cal, I think, right? That's pretty cool, though. I love it. The, uh, the NWO. Awesome. Cannot wait for college football. John Gruden is going to give back that $100 million contract if the Raiders don't win at all. Is that real news or fake news? Find out next. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for and on average save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, thanks to Matt Luke's head coach, Ole Miss. Uh, that's pretty cool. You know, his his brother was a quarterback there. His dad, I think, I think his dad was a DB. He was a, a walk-on center. He's only a walk-on because, um, as ironically enough, history repeats itself. They were on probation when he got there, and then I think he was the center for for Eli when he was when he was there uh, during his time at Ole Miss. And then GA went around the country, came back. Assistant coach gets promoted as their interim head coach. They go six and six last year, 500 in the league as well, which is really good considering all the different things that took place. Um, but uh, gets his dream job, and we'll see. Uh, now that you know, A and M gets a goes out and spends 75 million dollars on uh, Jimbo Fisher. Instead, Matt Luke gets. I think he got like a couple mil per year. You know, like a five year deal. Um, tame in comparisons, like twelve or thirteen million dollars by comparison. Let's get to a game. game time. This is game time. It's game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. As people who love the outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together. For you, Dan Byer, what's the game today? The game today, Doug, is real news, fake news. All right, Doug, real news or fake news? Raiders head coach John Gruden won't take the team's money if they don't get it done during his time as head coach. Yeah, that's fake news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Wow. Yeah, Gruden told USA Today yesterday, "quote If I can't get it done, I'm not going to take their money." He's entering the first year of a 10-year, 100 million dollar contract. Yeah, how about that? Well, I mean, he's already going to take the money, so he's going to pay the money back. Like, that's one of those things that, like, like you say, but you don't really mean. What right? also is get it, yeah, and what also is get it done? Yeah, what know? is get it done? Well, I got it done. I just didn't get it done. <laughs> and we didn't win, but I got it done to which it was done. Now it was done. 
got it done, just not done, done, done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't done. It's all what it's. Uh, what is that? Bill Clinton depends on your definition of is is. Yes, that's, that's what your definition of done. Done is real news or fake news, Doug? With the signing of Josh Allen in Buffalo, Jets quarterback Sam Darnold remains the only unsigned first round pick from the 2018 draft. No, uh, Roquan Smith's not signed, right? I don't know. Is it real news or fake it's news? Fake, fake news. Fake news. You are fake news. It is. Yes, Roquan Smith of Georgia also doesn't have a contract, so there are two left. After Josh Allen signed today in Buffalo. Also, Denzel Ward getting his contract from the Cleveland Browns. So we are waiting on two. Okay, real news or fake news? Ah, it takes us to Cleveland. Browns GM John Dorsey told reporters that first overall pick Baker Mayfield will have every opportunity to win the starting job in training camp. Is that real news or fake news? That's uh, real news. You are fake news. No, it's fake news. Dorsey had this to say about their quarterback situation. We've said this is Tyrod Taylor's team. He's taking the team Mm -hmm. to the playoff, and he has demonstrated that, you know what? He's our starter, Coach. Yes, he is. And then you have Drew Stanton in there. I mean, Drew is a veteran leader who's been through these things, and he's going to be able to not only help Tyrod, not only help uh, Baker, but he's going to help that whole realm. And that's, that's kind of the plan of putting that together is this is a marathon, not a sprint. That from John Dorsey on his first overall pick. Hmm. Um, look, well, he's just trying to lower expectations, and I, I think he's right there. Tyrod Taylor should be the starting quarterback. I think they should give Baker Mayfield time. The problem is you drafted quarterback number one overall, and people want to see him play. That's it. Real news or fake news, Doug? Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said he will not allow his players to be in the locker room for the anthem, saying they will stand as a team on the field. Uh, real news. They're real, and they're spectacular. Yes, says it is their policy, and his players will be out on the field standing for the anthem. He did call President Trump's involvement in the anthem issue as problematic and says that everybody wishes it would go away. Yeah, listen, I think think that's universal, that people wish it would go away. The problem is we we were, like, we're past that, we're, we're past whatever threshold. Uh, you got to have a plan in place for what you're going to do, how you're going to execute it, what your answer is going to be if somebody chooses to, uh, uh, what you're, what you're, what you're going to choose to do, um, if somebody chooses to take an knee. Real news or fake news, Doug? The Yankees expect catcher Gary Sanchez to return in the next week or two from his groin injury. Uh, that's fake news. You are fake news. It is. GM Brian Cashman saying Sanchez's groin injury could actually keep him out until late August or even early September. Yeah, like now all of a sudden the Yankees are are saying, hey, this is a legit groin injury where it felt like a suspension going back to yesterday. Um, I don't know what's real, what's fake. I will say this, that if he's really hurt, he's really hurt. I, I think the problem with it was he never went to kind of clutch the groin area. And there wasn't a sort of movement that looked like it could have tweaked the groin. But I'll have to believe the Yankees on this one. If they say Gary Sanchez is legit hurt, then he's legit hurt. Final one, Doug. Real news or fake news? DeMar DeRozan spoke with Drake for hours after he was traded by the Raptors to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, That's real news. They're real and they're spectacular. You talked about DeRozan a little bit earlier. He told ESPN.com the day it came out, I went to Drake's house, sat and talked for a couple of hours, not even on hoop stuff, just my partner, just to hear the words that came from him being the person that he is in this world, especially in Toronto. What I meant to the city was what I needed. That from DeMar DeRozan on his convo with Drake.
It, it does. It actually makes me like Drake a little bit more than I like Drake. I, there's a couple of Drake songs I like. I don't really kind of get the Drake thing per se. Uh, but I do like, look, if he's legit going to be an ambassador to the city, you can't just be an ambassador to guys that are on the team. Sometimes guys are then off the team. So I, I like the fact that he's like, look, we're, we're still friends. It actually was is a true relationship. There's nothing worse than somebody who is only a fan of yours, only a friend of yours when you play for their team. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, at first, I I really understood where Kawhi Leonard was coming from in his breakup with the Spurs, but now as time continues to pass, it, it's really, really hard to root for Kawhi in this thing. What, what Kawhi has done, if anyone else did it, we would judge it completely differently. That's next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Pittsburgh Pirates' 11-game win streak came to an end today thanks to the Cleveland Indians who blanked the Bucks 4-0. Rays edged the Yankees 3-2 while the Phillies dropped the Dodgers 7-3 in Philadelphia and the Reds were 7-3 victors against the Cardinals today. In the NFL, Cleveland Browns general manager John Dorsey admitted the team has considered signing free agent wide receiver Des Bryant. I look at Des as a very competitive, passionate person. That's how I look at it, Des Bryant. Bill signed first-round pick quarterback Josh Allen to a contract, while Colts head coach Frank Reich says quarterback Andrew Luck is scheduled to appear in the Colts' preseason opener in two weeks against the Seahawks as he returns from a shoulder injury. The Falcons gave three-year contract extensions to head coach Dan Quinn and GM Thomas Dimitrov, both under contract through the 2022 season. While Raiders defensive end Khalil Mack won't report to training camp tomorrow, according to reports, and will be a holdout, as is Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. I'm Dan Byer. We What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We've decided a lot of things kind of predetermined to a story actually coming out. You decide if you like a guy and if you don't like a guy, right? Um, and some of this is is earned. Equity is earned. I've, I've said this before, like... I have people, friends in this business who get on to Steph Curry. Well, if anybody else danced when they made a three, you'd make a big deal. But like, yeah, but it's, it's not, it's not like he's given the finger to the guy he made the three over. He's playing with joy and dancing. Like, I don't think that's, but there are people who say like, look, you like Steph Curry. That's why Steph Curry's antics don't bother you. Like, okay. I don't think of Steph Curry as a flopper. I don't think of Steph Curry as somebody who uh, is, though he may be a show. There's a difference between a showman and a showboat. I think I'm more showman than showboat. But I do think it's fair to say part of our reason for not overreacting to Steph Curry throwing a mouthpiece is he's got a lot of positive equity. I know people with USA Basketball, and I had a friend tell me this. They said that, look, they've worked with, all of the all you name an NBA star since 19 what was it 92 when the dream team first came to be so you're talking about 26 years 26 years they've worked with everybody Shaq Kobe LeBron Jordan Bird Magic you name it and they said, to a man, if you ask people, 
of the guys that have played for Team USA, who's the best person? Person. And they'll go, mm, probably Steph Curry. Yeah. That he's like a legit great dude, thoughtful, respectful, um, and courteous. And so, yeah, I, I, I think it's fair. I honestly think it's fair that sometimes we give Steph Curry, I guess, a pass when he threw his mouthpiece. What would be a tantrum to somebody else? If somebody else, if Draymond Green threw his mouthpiece, Draymond Green gets suspended. If Steph Curry throws his mouthpiece, we're like, don't do that again. So some of it's earned. But this is a weird thing with Kawhi Leonard. Because Kawhi Leonard has literally not said anything to anybody, we, we haven't overreacted to what he's done. Which is, he's accused the Spurs or his people have accused the Spurs doctors basically of malpractice. He has uh, avoided being around his team during their most trying times. He has forced a trade. And now after forcing a trade, which is all we thought he asked for with Greg Popovich, he's not showing up to USA's camp because he's getting ready to make a transition to Toronto. I, I There's so much about Kawhi Leonard I, I honestly like. You know, my brother recruited him when he was at Cal Berkeley and thought they should have taken him. There was a discussion within the staff because he was a center when he was in high school. And the thought was, man, at six foot six, could you play center? He'd have to develop. Not really sure. They passed. San Diego State did not. And after two years, he became a lottery pick. And several years after that, he became arguably the best two-way player in the NBA. Probably the third best player in the league when he's healthy. Like, it's a great story. There's been no baggage in terms of women, kids, drugs, abuse, none of that. But in, in sports, he did when he had, he had a year between the end of this last season and his contract being up. And so you have the power to force your hand, to force the team to trade you. Uh, but being passing a physical and then no showing to Team USA when it's coached by Greg Popovich, who did right by you, not just trading you, but trade you to a good team. Right? They didn't send him to a team. They didn't send him to the Brooklyn Nets for a year. They didn't send him to a, any sort of nondescript team that couldn't compete in the East. They sent him to the team with the best record in the East. They gave him an opportunity to compete for whatever he wants to compete for. And then if he wants to go to L.A., he can go to L.A. They did right by him. They did right by themselves, but they did right by him. Right by him. And, and the reward to Greg Popovich is no show to Team USA's camp. Which I would give a pass. And again, like some of this, I'll give a pass to LeBron. Why? LeBron played in the finals. LeBron played all 82 games. If LeBron doesn't want to come to USA's camp or whoever. Some of these guys that played this season, fine. But Kawhi Leonard, you played nine games and you can't show up for a workout? I just, if it was anybody else, we'd be slaughtering him. So why aren't we slaughtering Kawhi? Is it because other guys, Paul George got hurt in Team USA's workouts? Maybe. Is it because we have no 
there's no bad feelings about Kawhi because he hasn't said any. He literally hasn't said anything. You can't have positive or negative. The only positive you can have is, man, he's a really, really good player. Maybe. Um, but all of this stuff that he's done would not be get, he would not be treated with kid gloves if he was almost anybody else. Go to any other star in the NBA, and if they forced a trade and then no-showed to Team USA's workouts after playing nine games and being deemed by their new team to be fully healthy, you'd be like, man, that guy sucks. I hate that guy. I don't like that guy. Kawhi Leonard, you're like, yeah, okay, he doesn't really want to play for Pop. I don't know. That's, a, that's an amazing pass we are giving him. An amazing pass. Music, do you give him a pass? Do you, do you think it, it's just it's, it's too awkward? Well, man, it's tough. I was giving him a pass just because I tend to agree with what you had said previously about this whole situation where like if he really felt like he was still hurt and he had his guys who were supposed to be his teammates like Tony Parker coming out and like questioning essentially his toughness or if he's a faker, I can understand why you no longer sort of want to be a part of that team. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, now that he passed that physical with the Raptors, which I'm guessing means he is essentially good to start playing again. I don't see why, other than the Popovich thing, I don't see why you wouldn't want to return to playing and start getting back into, you know, what is game shape. Cause there's a difference between training and prepping for a return to basketball and actually playing. Um, I do just think it's interesting that like, no matter if it's good or bad, because Kawhi Leonard is so far removed from the spotlight that other NBA superstars are in, he doesn't get as much coverage or praise as, as good as he is, and he also doesn't get as much criticism. And I, I almost think that that's kind of how he wants it. Um, although, you know, there's all those rumors about his shoe deal and that he wants more money, so maybe he's like most athletes and he kind of wants his cake and eat it too. But, but see that like the shoe deal and the money thing seem, uh, it seems counter to the reality here, right? Because if it was about money for him, then he should have stayed in San Antonio and signed a max extension. If the max extension was ever even offered, right? If that was about money, that's what he should have done. Um, But you know, like, like this search for a shoe deal money, while it's great found money, the fact is that you're going to be making far less playing in either Toronto or playing Los Angeles than you were in Texas because, you one, you don't have um, that with, with your bird rights, the super max that he was uh, able to sign, and secondly, the state income tax. So I, obviously this feels like he's got an issue playing for Pop. He doesn't like playing for Pop. He doesn't trust Pop. You're not going to play for Pop. And that's really what this, that's, that's what this signals to us. Otherwise, he got his wish. He got out of San Antonio. Now, did he want to be with the Lakers? Sure. And because he hasn't said anything, we still run the possibility. Hey, you know, when I met with him in San Diego, when I met with Pop in San Diego, he told me he'd, he'd trade me to Southern California to L.A. And then they trade me to the furthest thing, thing from L.A. and trade me to Toronto. But, I, look, I don't blame the Spurs. They got the best return on a, an asset which was depreciating that they could get. They just happen to trade him to a, a really good team in the East. Don't blame the Spurs. This one I put all on Kawhi. This is on Kawhi Leonard deciding, hey man, I'm still I I don't want to play for Greg Popovich. 
it's too weird. It's too awkward. Like, look, dude, just go play. This idea of being too weird. I, I don't know if you've had this yet, Music. Your, uh, your girlfriend of, what is it, like two years now? A little over two years. Two years. Have you ever met any of her ex-boyfriends? I have not. <laughs> okay, so here, like, here's the deal. It's, at some point, it's going to happen. And then you're going to be like, do you hang out and have, because you, you'll, you'll probably end up liking at least a couple of the dudes. It's a we it's it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like Right, you're like, "Ah, kind of like oh, so my wife, I've been married to my wife for 18 years in uh what is it? Uh just over 2 weeks. 18 years of marriage. Been together for almost 20 years. And um um I remember like one of our first one of our first uh dates the summer after we've been dating. One of her friends was getting married and we went to, I think it was like a rehearsal dinner or something. And then we all went out to drinks afterwards. And I realized that I'm sitting there having drinks with her longtime high school and early college boyfriend. Who, by the way, at that point in time, I don't know if he's engaged or he was dating, you know, a woman that he ended up marrying and they have, uh, they have three kids as well. But like, look, you, you have to make that decision at some point, like, you know, I, I, you know, it's like the, I got a number, how you like them apples, right? Like she's with me now, so it doesn't really matter. And if you have confidence in your relationship or you're happy with where you are, like it doesn't really matter. It, it is a little awkward if you really like start to think about like, oh, wait, wait, that's a little awkward. Right. Sure. Sure. But something that you're going to have to do and you make the cognitive decision. Are you going to be that guy that's seriously bent out of shape over something that happened four years ago when she ended up, all those things, my, my thought process has always been this, is the all of those things, all those people that she dated, led her to me. All of those incidents led her to me. So, yeah, I don't care. Like, it's not going to make me run away. It's not going to make me make it awkward for me. Like, for, for Kawhi Leonard, like, all of this stuff, which eventually should end up with him being in Los Angeles next year with a huge contract. It shouldn't be awkward for him to be coached by, by, by Greg Popovich. Not at all. But who's going to be the bigger man? We've all had a bad day in the golf course. Sadly, it's not always easy to find a fix to your golf game, but it's easy to find a fix to your check engine light at AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder tool will find the likely issue, saving you money down the road. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Uh, the Yankees, they looked at their hand and said, all in. They pushed them all to the center of the table. But is that enough to get them by the Red Sox? Is that enough to get them by the Astros? The Yankees landed themselves a closer. What does that mean for American League Baseball? We'll ask the Emmy Award winning Tom Verducci. He joins us next. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So yesterday, or late yesterday, uh, one of the key remaining pieces to the Baltimore Orioles was moved. Zach Britton, who's uh, been a dynamic closer for the O's, was moved in division to the New York Yankees. Let's, um, 
Let's let's figure out what that does to the landscape of Major League Baseball. Tom Verducci, of course, is an Emmy Award winner. His latest piece in Sports Illustrated is the star that still won't shine, the incredible, unprecedented, but unseen greatness of Mike Trout. I want to get to that in a moment, but let's react to the most recent news in Major League Baseball. Um, to me, Tom, th- this is the Yankees going all in. Uh, it's the opposite of what they did two years ago when they smartly moved away some of their older pieces. Tex retired. They forced A-Rod into retirement. And they played their younger players only to get them back, get competitive far quicker than they ever could have thought. Uh, what does this do in terms of the pecking order in the American League when they add an arm like Zach Britton in the back end of that bullpen? Well, listen, in a perfect world, Doug, uh, the Yankees would go out and get this year's Justin Verlander and fortify that rotation. But there is no Justin Verlander this year. So I know their bullpen is historically good in terms of strikeouts, keeping the ball out of play, ERA. It's fantastic, right? Uh, they're making a strength even stronger with Britain. And, you know, it gives them a lefty in front of Chapman. Not that it matters too much. I mean, they, to me, their right-handers are so good to get lefties out anyway. But it's another look. It's another guy who can close games, at the experience of pitching in big spots. So, listen, it also that, you know, this is not why the Yankees did it. They love Britain, obviously. That's why they got him. But it they keeps him out of Boston. Keep, keeps him out of Boston. Keeps him out of Houston, right? Yeah, right. and listen, you're going to have to go through at some point one or both of those teams if you're the Yankees, so it makes a lot of sense. You no, know, no, I mean, like, look, Houston has everything except a defined closer that you are scared of, right? I mean, the, the arms are unbelievable. They're throwing out in the rotation, but playoffs so oftentimes have been decided by who closes things out, not, who's, not who starts things, and this is a double win for them, right? They get another arm to have the best bullpen in baseball, especially in the postseason when bullpens matter, but maybe more than anything – it, it's like the Broncos when they, they got Wes Welker away from the Patriots. Sure, they only got one year away from Buddy, got him away from New England and kept him from anybody else in the AFC. It does. What did they give up in terms of all the pitchers? Was there anybody good that was given up in return? Yeah, Dylan Tate was the guy they actually they picked up from Texas in the Carlos Beltran deal a couple of years ago. He was a long time ago. He was the fourth overall pick in the draft. Big arm, slow to develop, but had, was putting together a really good year. The thing with the Yankees, Doug, is they're in a 40-man roster crunch that's going to come this winter. And Tate was one of those guys. You can say Clint Frazier is another one of those guys, Wade Taylor. They have basically too many good players for a 40-man roster. So they, with this deal, and I think they still have another deal coming, or that's Jay Happ or something else, they'll continue to move these guys who are major league quality players who just don't have you know, the bandwidth on the Yankees to find a place on the roster. Fascinating stuff. Uh, what about starting arms? Wh- who's the best starting arm that would be available to a team like the Yankees? I think it's Jay Happ. I know he hasn't been great the last four or five starts, but you know he's a guy who doesn't give up many home runs. He's pitched well against the Red Sox. He's pitched well in New York. He's an older guy. He's been durable. There's not a lot of questions with Jay Happ in terms of, you know, like with Sonny Gray last year. How's he going to fit in New York? How's he going to fit in a pennant race? Uh, a pretty solid guy, not a difference maker, but you have to remember this, Doug. There is basically a two-month playoff going on right now. I know we all like to look at these teams and how they look in October and the deals they make now, but the Yankees are in a playoff right now with Boston to stay out of that wild card game, and they have 10 more games with Boston starting with the series next week and ending with the last three of the year. They have to win games between now and October, and I think – you know, with Herman kind of hitting a wall there and, and some of the problems that Gray has had, Tanaka pitched great last night, but he's been up and down. 
I think fortifying that rotation makes a lot of sense for them, whether it's a guy like Lance Lynn or whether it's um, you know Kevin Gosman from Baltimore, or if they could, Dylan Bundy from Baltimore. But Jay Happ, to me, I think you'll see him get moved in the next couple of days, and maybe it's the Yankees. Uh, okay, what about Houston and their bullpen? A.J. Hinch joined us. We talked yesterday about the – I mean, the numbers, the batting average against is like 211 in comparison. I think the next closest is like Boston with 236. I mean, their starters are amazing. But, you know, who's going to close that door? The, the Giles thing does not appear to be working. Um, there's some other options back there. They spent a lot of money in the bullpen in the offseason. Is there somebody that they can go that they can go do? Yeah, I, I think both those guys are gone now, and it's Brad Hand and Zach Britton. I it's funny, when you look at the overall numbers of the Houston bullpen, they're really, really good, actually. But, you know, having that one trusted guy at the back end they don't have, it's not going to be Giles. It's not going to be the answer. You know, maybe that guy is McCullers. Uh, you know, I personally wouldn't have any issue with that. I mean, the guy's got ice in his veins. He's got that curveball that people just don't hit. Uh, I think he could be a closer. They, they certainly can match it like they did last year. Morton and Peacock both closed games when they had to last year. Is it a need? I think it's a need. Is it an urgent need? I would say no, based on the fact that you're not going to use all five starters in the postseason. And there's a way you can you can map this thing out with one of your starters in the pen. And I think it could be McCullers. Uh, Tom Verducci, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster for Fox Sports, joining us. Also MLB Network. Join us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's go to the National League, where Justin Turner hurt again. But the good news is they have Manny Machado uh, what are your thoughts on the Dodgers as we head closer and closer to the trade deadline? Oh, man, this this was a fit. As soon as Corey Seager went down, uh, you know, I was calling Machado to the Dodgers. It's just too good of a fit. It was all along just as a rental property. Uh, he's not going to resign with the Dodgers. But, you know, the Dodgers, as you know, they have to win the World Series. Getting there was great. They've been in the postseason here. But it's been the longest in franchise history since they actually won the darn thing. And to me, watching Houston last year, and as great as the starting pitching was, I saw a lot of guys in that lineup, starting with Jose Altuve, who could hit good pitching. I'll never forget, there was a, a game against the Yankees in that series where Altuve got hits on high fastballs off both Chad Green and then Roldis Chapman. And I could tell you, the Yankees went, whoa. Not that they didn't know that guy was good, but nobody could hit the f- high fastballs of those guys. That's what you need, not just bullpens. We talked so much about that. Guys who hit good pitching, that's Manny Machado. Yeah, good See, these power days, pitching, I too. measure guys by how they hit relief pitching because relief pitching is just so darn good. You don't get the platoon matchup in your favor when you're a hitter. You're going to see a guy right on right, left on left, which is nasty stuff. Machado hits relief pitching. He's one of the top ten in all of baseball. I think the impact he's going to make, yeah, he's going to make it now. I think it's going to be really big in October. I do, I do too. Are they done? Are they done shopping? Here's the issue. The Dodgers, I think, in a perfect world, would love one of those right-handed, power-pitching, strikeout relief guys, right? But they're kind of up against it in terms of the competitive balance tax, so it would have to be, and they're great at doing this, finding an under-the-radar big arm that plays up. You know, it worked out great for them last year as Brandon Morrow came in on a, on a minor league deal. Uh, this year, Scott Alexander has done a great job for them from the left side. I think one more arm like that in a perfect world for the Dodgers. Yeah, they'd like, and I think they'll find one. Uh, it may not be a big name everybody knows about, but they've been so good at finding guys who are a little bit under the radar, maybe just with one particular pitch that doesn't expose too much. 
Um, and their catching and, and pitching staff does a great job with game planning. I think they'll come up with another arm. Uh, tune in to Yankees Red Sox next week, Thursday and Friday on MLB Network. I believe that's the 53rd and 54th time uh, that they'll meet this season, or at least it seems that way. Tom Verducci, our guest in the too much, though. And, uh, Tom Verducci joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show. All right, so your piece on on Mike Trout. The, the title is "The Star That Won't That Still Won't Shine: The Incredible, Unprecedented, Unseen Greatness of Mike Trout." Uh, this is a fascinating discussion I want to have with you, maybe because we haven't had it with the commissioner. How'd the league react? You talk to, you're in clubhouses. You, one of the reasons that you've become great at what you do is you don't just call games, don't just write about games. You go to places. You talk to people within the game. What was their reaction to what the commissioner of baseball said, essentially calling Mike Trout out for not really trying to promote his and baseball's brand? Well, the Angels were ticked off because, listen, the commissioner was replying to a question, but I think he went someplace maybe he didn't intend to, but certainly the way the Angels didn't want him to, and that's basically talking about what Mike Trout does with his free time. And you got the impression from Rob Manford that he thinks that Mike Trout should be doing more to sell the game in his free time. I mean, you know Mike Trout. He's not that kind of a guy. He's not a self-promoter. You know, he's everything. I call him baseball's best asset because as a role model and as a just a, a performer, the guy's unbelievable. I mean, as a star player, Mike is out there literally before every game signing for kids, especially kids, but anybody, but especially kids. He's always got a smile on his face. He plays the game hard. He plays it better than anybody else. He's the undisputed best player in baseball. That should be something that MLB can market. Now, what they're saying is, hey, we need Mike's help to make this thing, to make Mike Trout's brand, so to speak, bigger. Doug, I don't think Mike Trout is interested in his so-called brand, right? (laughs) I don't think he's a brand builder. I think he's a baseball player. And the reason that he's not more popular, so to speak, or known, is the fact that the Angels have never won a playoff game since he put the uniform on. 24 teams have won a playoff game since Mike Trout debuted. The Angels are not one of those 24. And if he's truly a big star in baseball where you're in commercials not wearing a uniform like David Ortiz or Derek Jeter or Buster Posey, you have to get to the World Series and most likely win the World Series. That's just the way baseball operates. It's incredibly strong regionally, but to be a national star, you have to be on the national stage and win the darn championships. And unfortunately, the Angels haven't gotten close with Mike Trout. That's but I don't, I don't even. I, I don't even know. Look, do I think? Do I think that part of it is they haven't won in the playoffs? Even gotten they got to the playoffs once with him. I, I think that's part of it. I also think part of it is part of his baseball, right? Like, who is yeah. a transcendent star in baseball? Now, look, the Yankees are a little bit different, and Aaron Judge. But, you know, and Aaron Judge didn't win a World Series, and Aaron Judge is a huge name, but he's a huge name because he's a Yankee. Some of this comes from the fact he's, uh, he's an angel. Some of it comes from the fact that they have angels haven't won in the playoffs. Some of it comes from the fact that it's baseball. And some of it comes from the fact that he's just not an angel. Like, Mookie Betts is a great player, great, having an incredible season. Mookie Betts a household name? I think the answer nope. is no. Now, obviously, the difference is you got like seven years of incredible success for Trout. And he's widely regarded as the best player in baseball, maybe by a mile. Uh, but I, I, some of this to me should be baseball looking itself in the mirror. Like he does social media. He does good work. He has great energy when he comes to the ballpark, as you, as you pointed out. Like the rest isn't really his job to build a brand. I'm not sure whose brand in baseball is all that strong to begin with. 
Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, again, is take the uniform off somebody. Is he recognizable by casual fans? And if you drop that list for baseball players, I'll probably give you Bryce Harper, right? I'd say he's a national brand that's known even if you're not a hardcore baseball fan. Beyond that, who you got? A bunch of retired players. <laughs> right. But in terms of active players, it is hard to build. You know, the game is such a team game, as you know. And in a lot of ways, the individual style of players that actually has been tamped down over the years. That's just the way baseball's been. I think that's starting to loosen up. I think we're getting past the age where if you, you know, it's a sacrilege to flip your bat. <laughs> uh, thankfully, we're getting beyond that. So I think players are starting to show a little more style. We saw some of that in the All-Star game where we actually heard from some of those guys, which is great. Uh, but we need more of that, and I think it's starting to change, but it's changing slowly as things do in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, I'm like, obviously the, you mentioned the Angels were ticked. Uh, they put out a press release, the type of which baseball teams, ne- any sports franchise never puts out actually ever puts out um they're paying him 33 million they got him under contract till 2020 but i mean the, and the angels they have otani although we don't know what his status will be when they figure out his elbow in the off season like there has to be a ton a ton of fear in Artie moreno's office o- over the fact that at some point he throws up his arms and says fellas i love you i've gotten made a lot of money here but i'm gonna have to go east where baseball matters yeah, I think it would scare them because, listen, who knows what's going to happen with Otani. If eventually he does need the surgery on his elbow, um, you know, that's going to put him out all of next year. That means really only one full year where Otani and Trout can play together. Um, Albert Pujols is under contract to the Angels right now for a longer period of time than Mike Trout. <laughs> you know, Think about that. Listen, they tried this year. They were incredibly unlucky with injuries. I mean, unlike, I guess, anybody other than the Mets, it's been just a disaster pitching-wise with injuries for the Angels. Um, but over these eight years, they they definitely haven't really surrounded They haven't made the most an opportunity to have essentially the Mickey Mantle of our generation be in the postseason, and that's on the Angels, not on Mike Trout. But, yes, I, I think you have to fear if you're the Angels that if you don't show Mike Trout, you are ready, I mean seriously ready to win, not just you know hope and prayer we get into the postseason for the first round of the playoffs. I'm talking about winning a championship. Yeah, I, it's it's got to scare the pants off him that he would head back home east somewhere. Great stuff, Tom. Emmy Award winner Tom Verducci, Yankees, Red Sox, upcoming next Thursday and Friday on the MLB Network. Thanks so much, Tom. Yeah, always fun. Thanks, Doug. I, I love I love talking baseball with Tom, and I love the the inner work. It's really amazing, right? Like if you could somehow mush the two teams together, Yankees and the Astros, Yankees with the bullpen, Astros with the starters, you'd have incredible, but which, which ends up working or does neither has become the Red Sox. And I do Zach Britton going to the Yankees as much as about the Yankees want Zach Britton as they don't want him to go elsewhere. They don't want him to go elsewhere. Let's get to Dan Beyer, who's of course a huge Brewer fan, not a standing ovation uh, for a, for a hater uh, Brewer fan, but still a huge Brewer fan. That, it feels that is, like a block. It feels like a blocker move as much as anything else. Getting Zach Britton. The uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think the one spot that I didn't think that the Yankees needed was relief pitching, and I felt they needed a starter. But yeah, to keep him away from Boston and from Houston, 
a pretty smart move, at least for the Yankees, who can afford to do things like that. Speaking of the Yankees, they fell to the Rays today 3-2. Yankees GM Brian Cashman saying they don't know if Gary Sanchez is going to be back until the end of August or early September from that groin strain where he landed on the DL yesterday. Phillies beat the Dodgers today 7-3. Nets just beat the Brewers 7-3, while the Indians put an end to the Pirates' 11-game win streak. Cleveland wins it by a count of 4-0. Busy day in the National Football League. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said he will not allow his players to be in the locker room for the National Anthem, saying they will stand as a team. Jones added that President Trump's involvement with the issues right now is, quote, problematic, end quote. Raiders defensive end Khalil Mack won't report to training camp tomorrow and will be a holdout. Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald a holdout of the, as the Rams started camp today. The Falcons gave three-year contract extensions to head coach Dan Quinn and GM Thomas Dimitrov, both under contract through the 2022 season. Colts head coach Frank Reich's his quarterback Andrew Luck scheduled to appear in their preseason opener in two weeks against the Seattle Seahawks. Bills signed first-round pick quarterback Josh Allen. The Browns signed their second first-round pick corner Denzel Ward. And I know you're going to talk some Browns because GM John Dorsey had this to say about one Des Bryant today, Doug. I look at Des as a very competitive, passionate person. That's how I look at Des Bryant. So they've had talks about signing the free agent, but Des Bryant remains a free agent as we speak. Well, it's, it's so here's what I, I you know, it's one of those deals to which there isn't any other way to take it, right? Um, discussing your signing Des Bryant is not signing Des Bryant, and there is the issue to. Hey, can Des Bryant fit in with our football team and our growth? But the idea that like Des Bryant not being offered a contract when Josh Gordon is, you know, I guess he's not a wall, but he's uh, not with the team because he's uh, uh, he's getting counseling for some mental health issues as well as issues with addiction. Like when the when a team that didn't win a game last year needs a wide receiver and they aren't willing to offer you a contract. Ooh, that's a, that's a hard one. That's a hard, that's a hard one. Right? Like every, everybody's got an ego. Everybody's like, you know, my business, everybody definitely has an ego in the national football league for a three time pro bowler, a, a first team, all pro in 2014 guy who led the NFL in receiving touchdowns in 14. For for Des Bryant to be given a huge contract by the Dallas Cowboys seemingly not long ago. Remember, his rework contract, he got the non-exclusive uh, franchise tag, I think this was in 15. Then he negotiated a five-year, $70 million contract, $45 million in guarantees. This is going back three years ago. Like That's a competitive contract with what guys are signing almost, almost now, right? This is a big to get that deal to work your way three and a half seasons later to be released and not offer to deal with the Browns. Oof. Ooh, that's a that's a shot to the ego, is it not? That's a guy with a college degree, a guy who's well overqualified walking in for a job. They were like, yeah, no, we know you're overqualified, but yeah, no. You know, that's wow. An absolute wow moment. Our Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick coaches from a foregone era. You find out what Colin Cowherd thinks, then you'll find out what I think. Next.
This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day this time we play for you a portion of a show previously on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports TV. We call it... And now... Earlier today, Colin Coward had this to say about both Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick. My entire life in sports, I've seen old, crusty, rigid coaches fall in love with themselves and not understand what makes those old, crusty, legendary Hall of Fame coaches work that sells their message. Bill Belichick got major pushback from the media on the Malcolm Butler story. Hmm, Much like Duncan, Tom Brady sold Belichick's Crusty, my way or the highway religion for years. Duncan leaves, all sorts of spurs now have a voice and pushback. Refuse to play. Want out of there. Belichick benches Malcolm Butler during the Super Bowl and doesn't tell Tom Brady any explanation. Doesn't give him one. And Tom this offseason, Danny Amendola, Tom Brady, Gronk, all taking shots, not showing up to OTAs. Let me out of here. I'll do it on my terms. Oh, same thing happened. Yeah, listen, uh, do I think that they're old school? Yeah. Do I think that they're powerful and they like to flex their muscles? Sure. But I also think you look at the consistency of success. You also look at, at, at the fact that they have control, not just of their team, but of management as well. And I think that's a style to which will be emulated. The, 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 For lack of a better term, inmates run the asylum style does not work long term. It does not. It doesn't mean that you have to be completely heavy handed and obtuse to any sort of reality in terms of relationships. Does not. But it also means uh, that. That if if there's a continuum and you got a side on one part of the continuum, which is are you are you loose with the rules or. Are you domineering? Domineering works. It works. Like you can question Bill Belichick's methods in sitting Malcolm Butler, but you know what? They were in the Super Bowl last year with a team devoid of playmakers. They had the ball down was it five or six, and Tom Brady fumbled. Bill Belichick didn't fumble. So, uh, look, do I think that that it's a perfect way to coach? No. Do I think I would be a little bit warmer while maintaining the firmness of both these coaches? Sure. But the reality, like Greg Popovich, their team massively overachieved for the talent they threw out on the field. Bill Belichick's teams massively overachieved for the talent that they had in the football field. And they were, they coached him up and that has value. And if you don't like those methods, that's fine. Plenty of guys haven't liked those methods and they've been shipped elsewhere and somebody new has come in and bought in and they've won with them. And my guess would be, uh, my guess would be they'll continue on that same path. If you don't like it, that's fine. We'll find somebody who who may not like it, but can function with this sort of coaching style. Doug Gottlieb show Fox sports radio. Uh, I tweeted this out before the show and it has gotten a lot of discussion. 
Um, people are annually, everybody says, you know, this is shark week, right? 10 people annually on average killed by sharks. A hundred people on average killed by, uh, elephants, 500 by hippos, 25,000 per year by dogs, 50,000 by snakes, 475,000 people kill other people and mosquitoes kill 725,000 people per year. But the stunner of all stunners is snails cause 10,000 deaths per year. Snails. Snails. That's got to be an all-time upset. That's like Iceland getting to the Euro finals, isn't it? More so than even Croatia. Maybe that would be like Croatia winning. Has anyone ever looked at a snail and thought, well, there's a deadly animal before. That thing looks vicious. Absolutely vicious. And I've received several tweets that say cone snails, super, super dangerous. That does feel like a slow death. Uh, What happens is people drink water. They ingest snail eggs. They burrow into the human stomach, lay their eggs, which causes a deadly disease. Uh, That sounds awful. That sounds like a really bad way to go. Death by uh, death by disease caused by snail eggs in your water. You get me a Brita. Right, get me a Brita and get me a Brita uh, uh, stat. But of the things, the animals you've never looked at and thought, well, there's a deadly animal. I give you a snail. Have you ever had escargot rhyme music? I have, actually. And? Uh, I'm not big on it. My girlfriend really likes it. Uh, I'm whatever about it. It's not terrible, but it's not awesome. So I end up just having like one or two anytime we happen to be at a restaurant and she wants to order it. Yeah, very garlicky. I mean, look, yeah, I mean that's a... the only thing that makes it right. Like, if you go to a place that has a good sauce, it just tastes like garlic. So people are like, "Oh, I love escargot." Like, no, you just like garlic, which mm-hmm. is fine. But like, the actual snail part of it isn't particularly good. Can I uh, also br- bring up the fact uh, that this does sound like a Seinfeld joke? So too does this. I, my wife and I came up with what I would say is a punchline to a Seinfeld joke, which would be much longer, much more thoughtful. But she said. How did they know that you can land an airplane on those small little tires? And so, of course, I said, what's the deal with the small tires on an airplane? How many times did they have? What's the level of trial and error they had to have with big monster tires before they said, let's just try small ones? Anyway, the deadly snails and these small tires all feel like some sort of Seinfeldian joke. And it? 10,000 people die from snails. That seems like slow death. Right? Just it it does kind of fit what you would think would be a Seinfeld punchline. It's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, if you missed Tom Verducci, if you missed Matt Luke's new head coach at uh, Ole Miss, download the podcast. Coming up next, if if this was somebody else, wouldn't we be crushing Kawhi Leonard? Not going to play for Team USA this summer? Chris Broussard joins me. We discuss upcoming next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The Cleveland Browns today signed first-round pick Denzel Ward to a contract, and the Buffalo Bills signed their first-round pick quarterback Josh Allen. That means just two first-rounders yet to be signed as training camps begin everywhere. That's Jets quarterback Sam Darnold and Bears linebacker Roquan Smith. Cowboys opening training camp today. Jerry Jones addressing the anthem issue. Our policy is that uh, you stand at the anthem, toe on the line. 
Jones added that President Trump's involvement with the issue right now is, quote, problematic, end quote. Falcons gave three-year extensions to head coach Dan Quinn and GM Thomas Dimitrov, both under contract through the 2022 season. Pirates 11-game win streak snapped by the Indians today. Cleveland wins at 4-0. Rays over the Yanks 3-2. Phils beat the Dodgers 7-3. Nats over the Brewers 7-3. Cubs lead the Diamondbacks in the ninth 2-1. I'm Dan Beyer. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. In the smoldering hot city of angels, don't worry, I understand. Like, we're in L.A., wherever you are, it's probably hot and steamy as well. We don't ask for you to feel any sympathy. But I just want to point out, it's, it's hot today in L.A. It legitimately is. It's, it's toasty. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks so much for making us part of your day we have a jam-packed third and final hour of the show. Uh, we'll get to Chris Broussard in a moment, uh, but uh, this is going to be a really good hour of radio. Not going to lie to you. Excellent, excellent hour of radio. Uh, we already had Tom Verducci, who, of course, the Emmy Award-winning uh, baseball writer and analyst, works for Sports Illustrated, MLB Network, and uh, Fox. Bucky Brooks is going to join us upcoming in 15 minutes. Talk some NFL football as camp is underway. His thoughts on what the Rams have chosen to do. All right, that upcoming. Let's welcome in Chris Broussard. You can hear Chris, I mean, not only on all of our other Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports One shows, but every Sunday evening, you hear him with Rob Parker, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Chris Broussard joins us now. Chris, Kawhi Leonard, is, is he trying to make us dislike him? Right, like we've never really had an opinion one way or the other. But now he forces a trade. He gets traded to a good team in Toronto, maybe not where he wanted to go. And now he doesn't want to play for Team USA after not playing this season? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously there's some uncomfortability as far as seeing Greg Popovich and having to play for him. Um, I think, you know, I think it is legitimate that, you know, you're moving. You, you got to get acclimated to a new city. You know, all that that is. Stop it. Come on. No, Come I mean, on. seriously. Hey, look, when, when you move, it's, it's a chore, right? It's not easy. Yeah, but he, doesn't what, it. he doesn't have a, wa- he doesn't have a wife and kids. Play. Still. You still got to get rid of the house or wherever you're living in San Antonio, New York, wherever he was at, San Diego, get you something in Toronto. I'm not saying that's the only reason. I think there are others. Like I said, Popovich, um, he may not want his first, you know, bit of basketball to come at Team USA. I think that's probably something legitimate, too. Um, like I, I can understand if he's saying, look, I want to play in training camp and that'll be my first, you know, go round and, and back on the court and see how I do. So, I mean, I'd love to see him out there for Team USA. Uh, but, you know, there are several players who aren't playing. Of course, they didn't sit out the whole season. So, right. right. But know, by the way, let me, I, I can let me, both ways. But let me, I, let me, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Let me correct myself really quickly. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is married with two kids. I just. Look, dude, you got relocation. I didn't even know he was. I didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that either. I mean, I'll be nobody. Nobody knew. Nobody knew that because (laughs) that's the whole thing. Like nobody knows anything about Kawhi Leonard. Uh, See, there you go. He's got to get him enrolled in schools and everything. No, wait. We now now we're getting corrected. This is I'm getting bad information. Ryan Music, since you gave me the information, you're gonna have to come live on air. What information (laughs) do you have about Kawhi Leonard? So he's not married. It was not Kawhi Leonard. I looked up uh, Demar Derozan on accident. (laughs) I was about to say, I was like, man, that's shocking. I, Wrong side of the trade there. married, but two kids. I hadn't heard any of that. 
Listen, if you don't know, don't say nothing, music. Come on, buddy. I'm just, I'm messing with you. The, the point was like nobody actually, but if you don't have a wife and kids, come on, man. You're getting an apartment anyway. Stop it. No, nah, I, I, look, I think, like I said, a lot of it is just that, you know, he didn't want, look, remember, he didn't want to meet with Popovich. Remember that? When yeah. they did, they finally did meet. So I'm sure he doesn't want to go there and, hear pop and you know i just don't think he wants anything to do with the spurs or anybody that reminds him or is affiliated with the spurs at this point it's it's fair enough um what are people in the league saying about the likelihood he stays in toronto as of now i I know no no one really knows but you know guys and how they like to chatter what's the chatter yeah i mean right now the feeling is that he's definitely going to la now there are I can tell you the Lakers, or at least some people within the Lakers, and LeBron James's group, and they think Kawhi's joining the Lakers next year as a free agent. The Clippers are equally confident that he is going to be a Clipper, doesn't want to be in LeBron James's shadow. I've talked to somebody close to Kawhi. He says, look, it's L.A. He wants Right now he wants to be in L.A., could be the Clippers, could be the Lakers, but it's L.A. But I am told this, too, that Kawhi is going in with the right attitude. He's been honest with Toronto. That now I don't think he's told them, I'm leaving at the end of the year. I do believe he's told them, I do want to be in L.A. And that was, you know, I was hoping I'd get traded to L.A. I don't know if he said a team. Um, but from what I'm told is he's going in there with the right attitude because – you and I can see it, Doug, from the outside, but I'm told even he understands, look, I need to ball. I need to, wherever I'm at, I need to go play well. And he wants to, you know, he's a ball player. He wants to play well. So I look at it like he should look at it like I got one time, one year in the East with a good team. We have a chance to get to the finals. I can, I can really maybe make an argument that I'm the best player in the world. That's how he should be looking at it. And from what I'm told, that's how he is looking at it. We'll see once he gets on the court. What um, what's the people? What are people in the league saying? Or maybe what do you think about what the Lakers have done with their bench? Kind of the, the Isle of Misfit Toys, if you will. Well, there obviously are those that are just saying, "Where's the shooting?" Right? And and as you said, talking about the the volatile personalities that they've brought in there. Um, obviously, it's only one year. And everybody knows that. And so even if it doesn't go well, it's one year. And you used up the cap space, you'll be able to go out and get a free agent next summer. So nobody is killing them to a huge extent that I've talked to just because you recognize, you know, it's just for this season. But there is some head scratching over some of the moves. Um, you know, as you, as you know, you talk to different people, you get different perspectives. Some can see how, at least in theory, it's get some playmakers. We're going to be switching everything on defense. Um, we're going to toughen up the young kids and see what they're made of. Ingram, Kuzma, Ball, Hart. I think people feel like he's already, you know, a solid, tough kid. But, you know, these young guys are either going to sink or swim. It's either going to make them tougher and really show what they're made of or – you're going to see that they just don't have it because, you know, Ball is going to be challenged by Rondo. 
Stevenson is going to challenge these guys. Uh, Beasley's going to challenge them. They're going to fight them for playing time. And I think the Lakers' plan is for the young guys to play and start. Um, but they're going to have to earn it and have to fight for it. And the hope in L.A. is that they're made of the right stuff and that comes out in the competition. But maybe they're made of the wrong stuff and then you got to really look at uh, you know getting rid of some of them. Um, I, I, may be a, I may be wrong on this one, but I look at the Schroeder pickup, the, the trade that gets Oklahoma City Dennis Schroeder, and I understand a lot of people in Atlanta didn't like him, and they were awful this year, and his attitude wasn't the, hasn't been the greatest, and he's just not beloved. But just, you know, in terms of basketball, the ability to move Russell Westbrook off the ball some, have somebody else handle the ball while he's on the floor, that intrigues me. I feel like the addition by subtraction of getting rid of Melo, the, the change in additives to their bench, what they've been able to do, I think kind of quietly Oklahoma City has had a very good offseason. You agree or disagree? Well, they've had a great offseason. I mean, number one, just getting Paul George, as you right. know. Um, that was just huge for them. But, um, yeah, I like Schroeder. And you're right about the attitude. He's cocky. Look, he's a starter in this league. You know, he's a, a middle-rung middle, middle rung starting point guard, you know, who can average, you know, 18 points and seven assists on some teams. And, you know, he did it last year with Atlanta, essentially. Um, I like him. I agree with you. Uh, when he first, when the trade was first announced, my first thought was, is he going to be happy coming off the bench? You know, because, again, he is a starter and he's a young guy. Um, but, you know, the reports are that Oklahoma City has talked with him and that, you know, they made that clear to him. At the, you know, when they talked with him and he's good with it. You know, it's one thing to come off the bench behind Jeff Teague. It's another behind Russell Westbrook. He's going to get big-time minutes. You know, maybe, you know, we'll see how things play out, but there could be, at the end of games, maybe he's on the floor. And what I think of, not that he's a player like James Harden, but what I do think of is when Harden yep. was there as a sixth man, what would happen when he would come in the game, he would be the point guard. Yep. And Westbrook would be off the ball, and it would be effective. So I think your point is well taken. Now, we know Westbrook's not a catch-and-shoot guy, but he can hit mid-range shots. You know, he still would be explosive getting the ball and penetrating. Um, that'll allow him maybe to get up and down and run the floor a little bit uh, if Schroeder has the ball on the fast break. So I do think uh, it could work well for them. Look, I, I believe there's Golden State. Then Houston, which I do think has dropped off a notch, yep. but still clearly the second best team. And then there's a group of eight, you know, uh, or or maybe six, five or six that are really tight. And I think OKC is r around the top of that group. I, I completely agree with you that I I would say they're right there at the top. I'm, I'm I'll be interested to see what happens in Houston. Uh, so many, you know, so many people will, will point out that Houston, um, they, they just had a really good mixture last year and you run the risk of changing up that mixture dramatically. Even if the personnel doesn't change that dramatically, we're assuming that the Clint Capella deal gets, gets done, uh, eventually yeah. gets, gets done eventually. Last thing, Dwayne Wade, will he play in the States or play in China next year? Yeah, that's a great question. I, there's a part of me, I gotta be honest. I would hate to see him 
go to China. Now, whatever he wants to do, it's great for him. But I just feel like he's – when you think of the most of the guys that have gone to play in China or overseas at the end of the, their career, they're not Dwayne Wade types, right? They're not – I mean, I may be missing a guy or two, but for the most part, they're not Hall of Famers. You know, you had Walter Berry, Stephon Marbury, um, you know, I – now, now, did, Dominic, did test, now Dominic Wilkins went to Greece. He, oh, he did go to we, Greece. You're right. You know, he's the one. He's the one. But even he is, and he's clearly, you know, was an all-time, was a great player um, and a Hall of Fame caliber player. But he, to me, he wasn't Dwayne Wade. You know, he wasn't a three-time champion. And so there's a part of me that just feels like it, it would cheapen a little bit, you know, his legacy. Um, but you know, he's not going to help many teams in the NBA at this point. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. Now, I mean, could he could he go over there and then come back and play with LeBron and the Lakers late in the season or uh, next year? I, I think we know what Wade has, which is every blue moon he'd have a great game, but he can't do it consistently. And if you try to play him consistently, he's probably going to get hurt. You know, I mean, do you agree on the – the him going to China thing. I mean, I, I, it, look, it, it, does, it feels like set. it feels like a money. It feels like a money grab. It does. Well, and he hasn't. Even though he's made about two hundred million, he has not made as much as he should have. You know, he he took a lot of less money at times, and you know, injuries and stuff cut his career a little shorter. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't. I, I just wouldn't feel good seeing him in China. But By hey, the way, what, what are the Cavs doing re-signing Kevin Love? Like, that's the guy they're going to build around? Man, I am with you. I am, And I've heard people, you know, claim it was a good move, and they understand. I, look, what, if, I'm the, if I was running the Cavs, what I would do is I would have let Love play out this year. Correct. And see, okay, is he, does he lead us to the playoffs? You know, maybe an eight seed, seven seed, whatever, where – if we get a few more pieces and Sexton plays well and continues to develop, we're pretty good. Um, does he go back to the 25 and 12 guy he was in Minnesota? You know, I want to see that before I give him this long-term deal that I think is going to – I think he's going to be just good enough. He might put up big numbers, but I think he'll be good enough to keep them around that 10 slot in the Eastern Conference. You don't get the great lottery pick, but you don't make the playoffs. I just think it was misguided. I think that similar, even though he's a different type player, similar to Dwight Howard, the game has to some degree left him behind. And I think we know Love can shoot threes. I think he can go out there and shoot threes. I think he'll put up big numbers. But he's such a defensive liability, I believe, that I think, He's always going to, you know, even though his numbers will look good, his value on the floor will always be a little bit limited as the number one guy. Now, I was fine with him as a third guy. But as the number one guy, I I just think it was a miscalculation by the Cavs. You just didn't have to do it. Everybody would have been fine with you rebuilding completely in Cleveland. You just had this great run. So, I, I, you, you, I know what, you know what it's like. Bad. You know what it's like. It's like when the when the Heat re-signed Chris Bosh, and yeah. now they they ended up 
in many ways being fortunate. And unfortunately, Chris Bosch's career was cut short because of the blood clots. But it was like, look, I'm not saying Chris Bosch wasn't a hell of a player and didn't still have some juice left in the tank. But you massively overpaid Chris Bosch for a team that needed to be bad before you could be good. Like, what, what was the point there? I, I don't No, You're right. And you look at them. They are firmly stuck in the middle. They're not yeah. 50 wins, so they're not that relevant. And they're not bad enough to be, you know, get a high pick in the lottery. And they got all these young kids who are pretty good, but none of them are great. And so they're stuck. Look, I'm a firm believer. Like I felt with Toronto, I'm a firm believer that if what you want in the NBA, obviously you want a championship. But every team's not going to win championships. There are good franchises, Utah, Indiana, that have never won championships. Okay. So I, what I think you go for is that seven-year or so window where you're relevant in the championship race. Right. Where you're one of those six or seven teams that we talk about as, you know, being a contender in your conference. You know, three in each conference or however you want to split right. it up. I think Toronto was there. And I guess, you know, they're better with Kawhi for sure. But I think with DeMar, if I were them, I would have kept DeMar DeRozan and stayed a 50-something win team for the next four or five years. I think with LeBron gone, they had a shot in the East. Um, and would they have won the title? No. Yeah, but those I, fans would have loved it. You would have been relevant. And they would have looked back at the DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry era, just like Phoenix looks at Steve Nash. Sacramento looks at Chris Webber. Um, Indiana looks at Reggie Miller. You, not that he's as good as these guys, but Ewing in New York. They never won titles, but now those teams would die to have a run like that. I would say this. We got we to we run, Chris, but I would say this. Here's where I'll disagree with you. I think they, and I know that LeBron not being there. I think most people think Boston is the best team. And if yeah, you can get a chance to get one of the top five players, arguably maybe the third best player in the NBA, even for a year, you go for it. And if not, then you kind of start the process of, of starting over, which we both agree Cleveland should start over. Chris has got his own radio show. It's a really good one. Also got his own podcast. The radio show is 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time every Sunday night with crazy Rob Parker, who we love like our crazy uncle. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. All right, man. See you. He's laughing because he knows I'm right. Who doesn't love Rob Parker? Rob Parker's got some, some are facts and some are theories and some are hypotheses. Despite all the drama, are the Patriots still in a better place than most teams in the NFL? I'll propose that to Bucky Brooks of the NFL Network. He'll tell me if I'm right or wrong. Next. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Bucky Brooks is an analyst for the NFL Network. He will also guest host uh, this weekend on Fox Sports Radio alongside Chris Mannix. Sunday at noon Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Pacific. And, and Bucky, there's a, a lot of talk um, out of New England as they still re- are reacting to, hey, why didn't Malcolm Butler play in the Super Bowl? And, and my thought was to start to show, Bucky, like, look, is that an issue that, that you're going to have to answer those questions at some point to veterans in private meetings? Probably. But if that's, the, if that's the biggest question heading into camp in comparison to, hey, is Dak Prescott actually good enough 
to get the, the Cowboys to the playoffs? Or can Kirk Cousins leave, live up to his contract? Or how, how do the Rams deal with Aaron Donald want a new contract, all these other guys in one-year deals? And we don't really know if, if they are actually as good as their record was last year, especially with Jared Goff. Like, there's a lot, feels like there's a lot bigger questions for most every team, even the good ones in the NFL. Am I wrong to think that if that's the biggest problem for the Patriots, it's not that big a problem? Um, I mean, I don't know if I can say that's the biggest problem, but they have some problems. Um, outside of the Malcolm Butler issue and whether they address it or not, um, I mean, this is a team that is noticeably weaker in their wide receiver core. They don't have the weapons that they had previously. Edelman won't be there for four games. Amendola is no longer there. They have Malcolm Mitchell on the trade block, and they really haven't brought anyone in to upgrade those positions. And so then when you take a look at their defense that has struggled um, the last couple of years, their offense has been able to mask uh, their ineptitude. Uh, there are plenty of problems with the New England Patriots. I think the reason why the Malcolm Butler issue is, is such a big one, the fact that they haven't seemingly addressed this prior to this, it just makes it hard for the team to move on. I know Bill Belichick likes to say that every year is a new year, but until you kind of put a bow on last year, it's hard for some of those players in that locker room to move on, especially when they think they were robbed of a Super Bowl, which would have made them back-to-back champions. I think it's something that will continue to linger and fester until they internally address it. Otherwise, it's going to spill into the season. Okay, so you, you don't like, I mean, Hogan, Jordan Matthews. Cordero, Pat, Cordero Patterson's more of a return guy than anything. But um, in the idea that they don't have Julian Edelman, you know, I don't, I don't love Philip Dorsett, you know, considering where he was drafted, but it does feel like they brought in some numbers of guys, and that's why they're getting rid of, they're, they're trying to, to move off of Malcolm Mitchell, no? I mean, they are bringing in guys, but I don't know if you asked any defensive coordinator in the National Football League, if you looked at their wide receiver core, if there was anyone that scared them. The only guy that is a, a, a needle mover is Rob Gronkowski, and it has always been like that. And when you put that much pressure on your quarterback, look, Tom Brady has been able to offset any of that stuff because he's so magnificent. However, at some point, the league is a talent-ridden league. Typically, the teams that win are the teams with more talent. The New England Patriots have been able to win because they're coaching and because Tom Brady has been able to really elevate the play of others. At some point, though, that's going to come back to earth. And I know we keep talking about it, but, man, Tom Brady's 41 years old. You would like to think the older the quarterback gets, the more support you get. They are the one team that the older the quarterback gets, the more they take away from him. They really don't try and help him do his job better outside of the running backs that they put around him. He doesn't have any A-level receivers outside of Rob Gronkowski. It's a challenge, I think, for the offense going forward. What do you think of the Rams, not in terms of the one-year guys that they picked up, but Todd Gurley gets a, a massive extension yesterday. Uh, what's your thoughts on that contract, how it relates to Aaron Donald, how it relates uh, to the rest of the league? Uh, I said for a long time that the running back market was about to change with these guys that are so-called hybrids. Le'Veon Bell talked about it last summer when he says, I want to be paid like a running back one and a wide receiver two. When you go back and look at his numbers and his total impact on that offense, man, if you do this, responsible for 30, 35, 40% of the offense, you should be paid at a different different level than some of the running backs. Todd Gurley last year, I want to say he was 35, 40% of the Rams offense. If you ask anyone, even in the building, 
he is the engine to that offense. And so when you think about these running backs, guys that can impact the game as runners and receivers who have the size and the physicality and toughness to be three-down guys, the market is now showing that you can get $15 million per year. David Johnson, Ty Gurley, Le'Veon Bell. You have to be special, but you certainly can now get that kind of money that was previously just going to wide receivers. Um, it's a game-changing deal. As it relates to Aaron Donald, it doesn't really have any impact on Aaron Donald. Because remember, this is an extension. These, this deal is tagged on to the end of Todd Gurley's deal, which currently has two years remaining. All of the money that they need to get Aaron Donald signed, all of that money is still free and available, just like they did with Brandon Cook. That money is not necessarily immediate. So there's plenty of money for Aaron Donald. I believe Aaron Donald's deal is really being held up by the fact that he might be waiting for Khalil Mack to do his deal. He wants to be maybe the highest-paid defensive player in football. Khalil Mack and he are both up at the same time. Sometimes you want to wait and see what the other guy gets, so he sets the market so then you can surpass it. Yeah, that's 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 super smart, and that's probably what happens with Aaron Rodgers as well. He's going to wait until that market is completely completely done. Um, I want to ask you, it was announced today Andrew Luck's expected to play the first preseason game of the season. You know, look, I, I thought it was actually a blessing in disguise they couldn't play last year because they. you talk about a talent in this league. They had the worst talent of anybody in the league. Have they done enough to protect him, to support him, so that Andrew Luck is not thrown into the fire as he returns to the NFL? I mean, we'll see. I mean, they tried to upgrade the offensive line, but they're playing a bunch of young guys. Um and how long will it take for Quentin Nelson and some of the other guys that they have starting along their line to get up to speed to the National Football League? They have a young running back in Marlon Mack, who I think is going to be a really good player. Uh, he's a fourth-round pick for them a year ago, but I think he's someone who can be an every-down player. He can run it, he can catch it, he can do some nice things. T.Y. Hilton is the only established playmaker on the perimeter. They signed Ryan Grant, and he's fine, but they don't have many A-level playmakers around Andrew Luck. And so when you think about quarterbacks and what he needs, particularly coming off a shoulder injury where he's trying to kind of find his way, you would like to see them kind of add more weapons around them to help him. I simply don't think that this is a team that has a lot of talent. I know we expect Andrew Luck to be able to carry them, but I'm kind of hesitant to say that the Indianapolis Colts are going to go back to being what they were when he was playing at his best. I think this team is still a sub-500 team unless some things break for them. I can't see the team making a legitimate run at the playoffs with Andrew Love back and help. Uh, the 49ers were 5-0 and with Jimmy Garoppolo. He gets the biggest contract at the time we'd ever seen at the quarterbacks or in the, in the National Football League. And I, I like what they've done in the draft. Uh, you know, I like a lot of their young players, albeit their wide receiving core is not, not what you would call stellar. Uh, then I look at their schedule. They open up in Minnesota, then home to the Lions. Then they go to Kansas City and to L.A., take on the Chargers. Home to the Cardinals, then to Green Bay, take on the Packers. Like, it gets real, really quick. And I'm not a moralist. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you can or can't date anybody. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure as a franchise player you want to be you want to be out in public with, a, uh, with an adult film star. Like, that's kind of your own choosing. But it seems different a little bit when you're, when you're a quarterback, as Jimmy Garoppolo is. What's your thoughts on year two? The expectations are through the roof for Garoppolo. Can he actually meet those expectations? Uh, that's going to be tough because the expectations are through the roof. Um, before we even get to uh, the big contract and then whoever he is dating uh, away from the game, uh, he has a lot of pressure on him. He has a lot of pressure on him because 
He won five games, and everyone is already anointing him as the next great quarterback. Well, the thing about football is the more you put on tape, the more defensive coordinators get a feel for who you are and what you are about. Um, I thought it was telling very early in the summer when Richard Sherman said that in looking at tape of Jimmy Garoppolo, he had picked up on a tail. He had picked up on a clue or something that indicated when Jimmy Garoppolo is ready to throw and where he's throwing. Um, if a teammate can pick that up, imagine what other defensive coordinators and defenders can do when they have the time to really look at your tape and really break down your game. The challenge for Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be how does he adjust to the adjustments that are made towards him? How does he handle when defensive coordinators say, oh, okay, here's what you like to do. We're going to take away your fastball and see if you can win with a curveball or a changeup. The great quarterbacks have the ability to throw multiple pitches at the defense to find ways to win. We will soon see if Jimmy Garoppolo has that in his arsenal, in his bag of tricks. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Last one I want to ask you about is Pat Mahomes. He set the absolute world on fire in the preseason. And then uh, game seven, week 17, looks like the real deal. They believe in him. That's why they, they got rid of Alex Smith. He has all kinds of arm talent. But he hasn't really played, I mean, in a real regular season game. I know he played week 17. Um, and they put a lot, of, a lot of money into one wide receiver who, frankly, you know, was the fourth best wide receiver for the Rams last year. Like, what, what do you, how do you think it plays out for Pat Mahomes? Uh, I'll address it first. I think if you want to develop a quarterback, I think if you look at what Kansas City has done or attempted to do, I think it's one of the models that we've seen. We saw the Philadelphia Eagles do it. We saw the L.A. Rams do it. What you do is you take your rookie quarterback or your young quarterback, you watch him his rookie season, you try and figure out what his strengths and weaknesses are, and then you go put a supporting cast around him that really accentuates his strength. When you look at what they've added to their team, Sammy Watkins, another vertical receiver, um, a guy who they're saying is a complete receiver, someone that they think that he is going to play his best football in Kansas City. They have Tyreek Hill there, who's a difference maker, a vertical threat, a guy who can take the top off the defense. Travis Kelsey can control the middle. So you potentially have three guys that can go for over 1,000 yards in the passing game. You have Kareem Hunt, who's another one of those hybrid running backs that can catch it and run out the backfield. Offensive line is solid. So he has everything that he could want offensively. It's just really up to Pat Mahomes to show discretion when it comes to making good decisions. That defense is not great, but I just am such a believer in Andy Reid and his track record on quarterbacks. I think Pat Mahomes is going to be fine. He's going to have some turnovers, more turnovers than Alex Smith, but the wild plays are going to add a dimension to the Kansas City Chiefs offense that we haven't seen in recent years. Bucky, can't wait to hear you on Fox Sports Radio this Sunday alongside Chris Mannix. Watch his work on the NFL Network. Of course, has that out that uh, Move the Sticks podcast with our guy Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks. Bucky, thanks so much for joining us, my man. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, Doug. One of the great guys, an excellent analyst in this business, former player, a guy who can really break down tape as well as uh, kind of verbally take you through the process of why guys make it, what guys achieve, and who's underachieving in the National Football League, Bucky Brooks. Let's bring in Dan Beyer, find out what he's seen going on in the world of sports. What do you got for me, Dan? Yeah, Doug, you guys are talking a lot of football, so I'll talk what's happening on the diamond today, including in Cleveland. Now the one-two offering. Inside corner, and the Indians get their ninth 
shutout. And they blanked the Pirates today 4-0 on the Indians radio network. But maybe more importantly for Pittsburgh, their 11-game win streak came to an end today at the hands of the Tribe. Now the Rays beat the Yankees 3-2. Phillies dropped the Dodgers 7-3 despite a Max Muncy two-run home run for L.A. Reds dropped the Cardinals 7-3. Nationals a 7-3 victory against the Brewers. A lot of 7-3s today with the Cubs edging the Diamondbacks 2-1. Red Sox acquired pitcher Nate Evaldi from the Rays in a trade today. Irvin Santana pitching for the Twins. Right now, they lead the Blue Jays 3-2 in the fourth inning. He was activated from the DL earlier today, while the Mariners have a 2-0 lead on the Giants in the top of the sixth inning. New Spurs guard DeMar DeRozan telling ESPN.com that Raptors GM Masai Ujiri didn't treat him with the respect he felt he deserved when he was traded I'll tell to you, I get no San respect, Antonio. No respect at all. <laughs> no respect at all. That is right. And contracts in the NFL. Browns signing their first-round pick, the second of their two first-round picks, Denzel Ward, who was the fourth overall pick. The corner gets a new deal. Buffalo signed first-round pick quarterback Josh Allen to a contract, so only Sam Darnold of the Jets and Roquan Smith of the Bears without deals as first-rounders. Doug? Yeah, these, the rookie deal is not being signed. just ridiculous. And I understand there's some verbiage that they're trying to change and things, but they're they're pretty much cut and paste. I mean, sign the deal, get into camp. They're all guaranteed. Mostly a lot of these guys are getting more of their money kind of guaranteed up front, um, which, which should give teams the heebie-jeebies because you know what happens. You get to year three. And all of a sudden, dudes are like, look, I, I overachieved my contract. Uh, contracts are set in a contract in a, in, in a scale. Sign the deal, move on. There's not a ton of negotiating wiggle room uh, as as if you ask NFL teams as far as they're concerned. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. The return of one of the great young quarterbacks in the NFL is on. I'll, I'll tell you who that is upcoming next. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The day baseball thing is fascinating to me. It just is. Not as much in the in the summer, um, but especially early in the spring, we got that day baseball games. Uh, Phillies, of course, won seven three. Tampa already beat the Yankees three to two. Many of these are getaway day games. Tomorrow there's some day baseball. Always fascinating to me. Um, interesting quotes from Jerry Jones today. Interesting quotes. The ultimate diss to Des Bryant. Still want to get to that. Uh, don't feel bad for Justify. Well, let's get to as many stories as we can. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Byer, what do you got, my friend? I've got a bunch, so why not start out with uh, Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner weighing in on Terrell Owens' decision to skip the Hall of Fame Would you ceremony. answer that? Yeah, seriously. Somebody answer that. It's uh, just a sec. Watch this, okay? Uh, I'm on the air, guys, so you're going to have to call me back later. Is that okay? All right. There we go, Doug. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones weighed in on Terrell Owens' decision. By the way, it was the editors back there. They should know this stuff. Uh, Terrell Owens skipping the Hall of Fame. Here's what Jerry Jones had to say about it. Had he asked my advice... Or had I been compelled to, I would have shared with him that this is a mistake. You, for your own reasons, but more importantly, because of fans, you should participate. I didn't give him that advice, and consequently, uh, uh, you you see where he's going. But uh, he is making a mistake, but uh, that's his decision. Terrell, as you know, has a mind of his own. (laughs) That was Jerry Jones. Has a mind of his own. 
Uh, I, honestly, I think there was no advice given because no one thought anyone be, would be stupid enough to skip the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, who would, like, yeah, he's not really doing that. Like, I remember when the rumors came out, like, he's not going. Like, what? He's really not going? He's really not going. Jerry Jones also addressed President Trump's involvement on, in the uh, anthem discussion. His interest in what we're doing is problematic from my chair. And uh, I would say, in general, the owner's chair. Unprecedented, if you really think about it. But uh, like the very game itself, that's the way it is, and uh, we'll deal with it. Jones also saying his players will stand for the national anthem when it's played at games this season. Staying with the toes on the line, I yes. is what he said, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. He's like, well, I was standing like your toes weren't on the line. <laughs> this, it, it just feels like we're headed for a showdown. And, you know... Again, this is part of the deal is somebody is going to not show up for the for the national anthem. I'm sure somebody's probably going to take a knee. And the problem is not in the the logic behind the initial some some of the initial parts of the protest. It's how it's going to be received, and I think it'll be received that look, you're not doing it for any other reason than to say f you to Trump, right? And that's that's what some of the pushback will be about. Our policy is that uh, you stand at the anthem, toe on the line. Toe on the line. Toe on the line. There it is. Colts head coach Frank Reich saying quarterback Andrew Luck is scheduled to appear in the Colts preseason opener in about two and a half weeks against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, but did he? has he thrown the Duke yet? That's the big question. Did he answer the question whether he's thrown the Duke? <laughs> he did not. It, he did not. He did have a bunch to say about uh, Andrew Luck. You want to hear it? Sure. Yeah, I'm nervous. Oh, this is Andrew Luck. My yeah, bad. I'm nervous. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to step on the field again and, and practice. And there'll be some times that I'll scratch my head and say, "What the heck did I just do? Why did, what, what's going on?" But you know, I, I know if I keep the same attitude, perspective, of just improving every day, um, and I know that's you know that's what this team's going to try to do as well as improve every day. Then I think I think we'll end up in a good spot. Oh. Weirdest, one of the weirdest voices I've ever heard. Yeah, it's not it's not, it's not like uh, David Beckett. David Beckham, who has a very high-pitched voice, that one almost sounds like Buffalo Bill from um, uh, from Silence of the Lambs. He puts he puts the lotion in the basket, right? I, I think it's he doesn't breathe out of his nose. Like it sounds oh, like he is, he's constantly stuffed. stuffed. He's constantly yeah. stuffed up, guy. Yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to step on the field again. And how about yeah, a little bit, you know, just uh, no air coming from the uh, nasal passage. Um, no Khalil Mack coming to Raiders camp. Uh, the defensive end going to be a holdout when camp starts tomorrow. Aaron Donald holdout for the Rams today. Um, look, I, I think the Rams are going to be interesting. I think that they'll. I, I think they're going all in on this year. I, I do. I think ultimately they redo Aaron Donald's contract. Feels like it, but it might not happen before he shows up. They might play a little game of chicken, make him show some goodwill. Rams are going to be interesting. Most guys I talk to in the NFL, they're like, yeah, you got a lot of personalities there. That Marcus Peters, like, that thing might not work. And Dominican Sue, tell me where they felt better after, about him when he left. And I like, I don't mind some of the nastiness of a Dominican Sue, but he does have a reputation that follows him. Uh, there, there's a certain amount of culture that's going to be really, really hard to corral there. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see the L.A. Rams this year. Mac wants a new contract. Aaron Donald wants a new contract. The Falcons gave Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov new contracts. The head coach and GM now under contract through the 2022 season. I I think those are 
I think those are well-earned, right? I mean, those guys all, and look, Thomas Dimitrov was very much on the hot seat going back a couple years ago, yes. but they revamped this team. They got some pass rushing help. And once they figured out that after going to a Super Bowl and probably should have won a Super Bowl, they figured out a new offensive coordinator. And I still think they're one of those teams in which, why aren't, the, why aren't the Falcons a favorite to get to the Super Bowl? That's still a good team, as long as Julio Jones is back. That window's closing for Julio, but not totally closed. Uh, they're a team I'm more bullish on than other people are. After three straight seasons of arriving in various Rolls Royces, Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown showed up at training camp today via helicopter. In yeah. a chopper. It's yes. a chopper. <laughs> it was a chopper. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, how about this news to wrap it up? Triple yes. crown winning horse Justify has been retired because of fluid in his front left ankle. Trainer Bob Baffert said they'd hope to get Justify healthy for this fall, including the Breeders' Cup. That's not going to happen. He'll now return to Windstar Farm in Kentucky and retire. Um, where he will be put out to stud. Yes. You know, if only if like there is no 401k plan that matches up to what it's like to be a triple crown winner in your prime, put out to stud. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. And that's what retirement looks like. Get me to get me to 63 as soon as possible. All right. Uh, what do we got tomorrow? Music. You have nothing show, lined up for tomorrow. This to the last couple of days were so good. AJ Hinch yesterday. Nothing's Matt left, Luke Doug. Today. The well left. is dry. We killed it. Friday will be live at Rams camp. We'll find out if Aaron Donald's going to be there. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Stay tuned tomorrow. It's Doug Gottlieb show. You can download anything you missed on Fox Sports Radio or iTunes, wherever you download podcasts. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.